Welcome, welcome, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, Rob Zakari. This is the Rob Zakari Show. I like the intro music. I like that. It's good. It's like a, it's like an upgrade. That effing thing. <laughs> I like that. Well, here we are. Oh, and the media got played once again. And this isn't what we were going to lead with. We were actually going to lead with Paul Ryan getting played. Now, after last night's show, we did a whole bit on the new health care bill. And I said we weren't going to go and dissect it and do what the others have been doing because we don't know enough. And after everybody marks it up and, and Trump does some negotiating, Things are going to look different. But as I worked out, yes, I work out. I mean, I'm not an Adonis. All right. I'm not, I'm, I'm not an Adonis, but I try to work out. I'm 43 now. So, uh, you know, I'll try to stay, stay a little bit in shape. As I worked out last night, I thought to myself, you know, I think there's something more going on with this healthcare uh, Ryan bill because something that everybody despises and more importantly something that doesn't have Trump's signature the lines the lines remember how much crap he got for that remember Marco Rube that was that one debate where Trump got got beaten up pretty good because he kept saying the lines, and then Rubio kept going, the lines, the lines, and then Trump would repeat, you know, the lines, the lines. And the crowd started laughing. I mean, it was that moment where you were like, oh, no, this isn't looking good. So for this legislation not to have the lines in it, it makes you wonder. But we'll get to Listen, listen, we got to get to the mad out. <laughs> We have to get to Rachel Maddow right now. We have to get to Rachel Maddow. It's funny. I was at the post office. They had to do some mailing of uh, of some, some stupid stuff. And I get a text from one of my good friends, Larry Goldberg. Yes, Larry Goldberg. You can't get any, uh, any more Jewish sounding than Goldberg. And Larry... Uh, has a place right next to the Trump Tower. He's over in New York, and he's got businesses in Atlantic City. He also owns the website Boxing Insider. I'd throw that in a little plug. So he texted me, he goes, Maddow's got Trump's tax returns. And I'm like, what? Maddow's got Trump's tax returns. I'm like, but isn't Trump going to be on Tucker Carlson? He goes, no, 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 that's Thursday. I said, are you sure? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maddow's has got Trump's tax returns. I said, well, how is that? I mean, technically, if those tax returns were leaked, if somebody from the IRS, because remember, 
uh, what's his name over at uh, the New York Times was begging the, somebody from the IRS to leak the Trump tax returns. Uh, Ni- Nicholas Kristof, that creeper. And if you've seen him, you would know what I'm talking about. He's a creeper. He makes me look like uh, a, a, a little angel, a little cherub, that guy. So I'm thinking, how do you, how do you, how do you, Put something on television that was obtained illegally. I go, I, I don't get it. I, I just, I just don't get it. I'm, so I'm texting them. I go, if that's the case, man, they're gonna get sued. They're gonna get in trouble. He goes, oh, she's got it. She's got it. They're, they're putting it up there. I said, I, I don't. How? So then he sends me the story from what is it, the Post, I think. And I see David K. Johnson. I said, oh, this, this guy, jack off. <laughs> you know, he was, he was during the whole election. Uh, he, you know, he wrote the book and, oh, the Trump. And he would go on all the, the talk shows. That guy was on more talk shows. Uh, Secret Service, that Gary Breen, he was on Fox. And he wrote a book talking about having to pick up Jizz towels from Bill Clinton. Him, CNN doesn't put on, MSNBC don't put on, NBC, ABC, CBS, nope. But David uh, Johnson there, David K. Johnson, he's everywhere. Trump is this, and Trump is that, and Trump is this, and Trump is that. So I'm like, okay, here we go. Uh-oh. David K. Johnson. He's got the tax returns. So, now I'm thinking, you know, is this going to be like when the New York Times, or was it the Washington Post, one of them got the tax returns uh, that was uh, back in the 90s. Remember that? Remember when they got the tax returns? And it showed that Trump had like a $900 million loss. And if you remember, there was all this chatter. Tax returns, tax returns, tax returns, tax returns. And all of a sudden, poof, they appear in somebody's inbox. New York Times goes and posts it or Washington Post, one of them. I I don't remember which one. And now everybody dissects. Trump had $900 million in write-offs. This kind of goes along with when he said to Hillary Clinton, oh, you know, uh, I'm a smart businessman, when she said, you haven't paid any tax. Oh, I'm smart. I'm the... And then the debate was, well, you know, he could carry this for the next 20 years and pay nothing. No, no, no. But there was never any fallout as far as how they were obtained. The fact that uh, it was illegal, regardless of what uh, Maddow wants to say, it's, it's a document. Was it from the IRS? I mean, that had to go through a lot of channels. So there was some uh, legal maneuvering. 
there was some legal maneuvering. And at the end of the day, nothing ever came out of it. There was just a statement from Trump. Well, what they did was wrong, and that's horrible. But since it's there, I use the tax laws best to my ability and just shows that I'm a really good business. So now I'm thinking, hmm, (laughs) Did, did the media get played once again? Because they got played then. Somebody sent that from the Trump camp. You know, everybody thinks Trump is this this, this retard. I'm, I'm serious. They, they think he's this big, goofy retard that somehow just stumbled into where he is. Just this big, goofy retard. Look at me. Look at me. I got this bad hair. I inherited all this money from my dad. Guy's 70 years old. He's gone through the ups and downs of life. Lost millions, lost billions, made millions, made billions. He's been involved in upstart football leagues to compete against the NFL. Airlines company. I mean, this guy's done it all. And the biggest accomplishment was destroying a political dynasty. Destroying a political dynasty with half the money. Half the money. A political dynasty was destroyed with half the money. Before this election cycle, we were told you got to have the most money. It's all about the money. Remember Jeb Bush was going to win? Remember? Because he had a $100 million war chest. And he was just going to outlast. He was going to outlast all the republic. He was going to outlast them all. He was going to basically lose the primary to win the general. He was going to outlast everybody. Even though he wasn't the most popular, he was going to outlast them all because he had the most money. And Trump comes along and destroys all of these Republicans. And then he goes and destroys Hillary Clinton. Destroys her. You know, everybody always talks about, ah, Trump talking about biggest uh, electoral college win. And, oh, if you take a look at this and you take a look at, listen, you got to put it in context. When is the last time a Republican won Pennsylvania. That's how you have to look at these types of things. When's the last time a Republican won Michigan? When's the last time a Republican won Wisconsin? If you put it in that context, if you put it in the context of Rachel Maddow doing a show where 25 minutes, it's a 25 minute monologue where she's going, Even if Donald Trump wins Florida, even if Donald Trump wins Ohio, even if Donald Trump, she goes through every state and goes, he still won't beat Hillary Clinton. 20 minutes she did a bit. 
And then she would go through other scenarios. Now, if he wins this and he wins that thing, and then by a miracle, he wins Pennsylvania, which he's down by 13 points without winning Michigan, with a, he still loses. So if you put it in that context, it was the biggest electoral win in the last 30 years. Bill Clinton, you, you could say, oh, he had this huge... Listen, Bill Clinton would have lost if there was no Ross Perot. You got to go back to Reagan for a win like Trump. But neither here nor there. The guy's not a retard, okay? Pull that off because you're just a big goof. You don't, you don't beat political dynasties with with change in your pocket because you're a big dummy. So what's going on this week? What's been going on last week? Uh, while you're tapping. While you're tapping. Well, where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? Where, where, where's the wiretapping? Where, microwave ovens, wiretapping. Blah, 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 blah. The ball, Ryan. Uh, whatever the hell that is, that 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 abysmal, <laughs> that abysmal bill. Twenty-four million uh, Americans uninsured. Blah, 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 blah. Russian hacking. Russian hacking. Russian hacking. That's all that's been going on. And what happens tonight? Oh, David K. Johnson. David K. Johnson all of a sudden gets the 2005 tax returns. The 2005 tax returns. That shows, that shows Trump paid 28% 28% in tax. Now, you could play the whole Rachel Maddow game, but if if the alternative minimum tax was done away with, which Trump wants to do, he, in essence, would have only paid $5 million. What if? We, we could do what ifs. We, we, what if uh, JFK's motorcade went 10 miles an hour faster? Lee Harvey Oswald wouldn't have shot him in the head. We could do what ifs. All the, what if Ronald Reagan? What if Ronald Reagan decided not to do uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 speech? What if he What if he decided not to be where he was when Hinckley shot him? What if? We could do what ifs all day. We can't play in what ifs. What if Hillary Clinton would have went to Wisconsin? What if Hillary Clinton would have had some ideas? What if Democrats would have had ideas? Policy, what if Democrats had more substance except you're a racist, you're a xenophobe, you're a misogynist, white lash, white lash, white lash. So you can't play in what ifs. Fact of the matter is, Donald Trump paid 
almost $38 million in taxes. 28%. He basically paid more taxes than Apple. I mean, just name. Name the companies. Name the corporations from NBC, Apple, uh, 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 hell, who? Facebook? I mean, name. Name the giant companies that are out there right now. Donald Trump paid more taxes than them. He paid more taxes than them. But what if, what if the alternative minimum tax, what if, what if? Uh, Listen, my life is full of what ifs. I'm 43. I could give you a laundry list of what ifs. How's that? I can give you a laundry list of what ifs. Can't deal in what ifs. You have to deal what is happening now. That's what you got to deal with. There is no what ifs. And as of right now, Donald Trump paid 30, almost $38 million in taxes. 28%. Go do a Google search and you can find out how much tax NBC paid. You can find out how much tax Apple paid. You can find out how much tax ExxonMobil paid. You can find out how much tax CBS paid. Trump paid more taxes than those companies. He paid more taxes than those companies. So what happens? The narrative changes. The narrative changes. Healthcare bill? No. Wiretaps? No. Microwave spying on you? Nope. Tomorrow, it's going to be round the clock dissecting the 2005 tax returns. And the American people are going to hear, pay $35 million in taxes. Yeah, but, uh, but, but he basically paid 28%. Now, you know who pays 28%? A, a, a family. Again, he paid 28%. For every example that you want to show of Trump paying, uh, you know, what somebody would pay, uh, who makes 200000 300000 you could show and make an example of major corporations like Apple and NBC who paid way less than 28%. People are going to hear Trump paid 28% and $35 million dollars in taxes. 
the liberal spin, the media spin of, yeah, but what if this and what if that and what if people aren't going to hear the what ifs because the American people, they know about what ifs. Every American tomorrow and tonight that was listening to the Rachel Maddow show. And I got suckered. I got suckered. I got suckered. And the minute she went into that monologue, the minute she went in, the minute she, the minute she played the conspiracy game, I went, they got nothing. They got nothing. What she's trying to do, what she's trying to do is give a reason for doing something that's quasi-illegal or at least unethical. And whether it's the Peter Schweitzer book or it's Whitewater, anytime anybody on the right pulled out, well, let's connect these dots. Unless there was a there, there, the media ignored it. Oh, it's a bunch of conspiracy hoopla. Please. That, that Schweitzer book, Clinton Cash, there was so much stuff there. CNN never gave it more than a glance. Poof. MSNBC, never more than a glance. Matter of fact, the Clinton campaign gave George Stephanopoulos ammunition to battle Peter Schweitzer on. And yet, here's Rachel Maddow. Here's the media, the mainstream media, playing this, well, back in uh, 2005, 2005, uh, this Russian oligarch, and I love that word, oligarch, 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 he paid above market value for this Trump house. Really? So they knew back in 05, 04, that in 2016, Donald Trump was going to run for president. So they figured, you know what? We're going to pay you above market share on this house. Because in 2016, you're going to run for president. Everybody's going to mock you. Nobody's going to give you a chance to win. And then you're going to win. And then you're going to owe me. Yeah. When the right pulls that type of stuff, oh, they, they, get, they get crucified. They get crucified. You can't even talk about the deep state. You can't, we, can't, we can't even bring up the deep state without the left and the media going, oh, this is crazy talk. This is nutty talk. And here's Rachel Maddow going, this Russian oligarch, he paid, and then his yacht, his yacht was spotted. It's like, listen, stupid. Just, just listen, you big dummy. Do you realize that people with money want to be around famous people? 
and when they can purchase something that was owned by a famous person, they're able to brag to their friends, hey, hey, take a look at this house. You know who owned this house? Ha <laughs> ha! And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tear it down. Booyah! I mean, why do people pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for an effing autograph? Why do people pay tens of thousands of dollars for jerseys, uh, uh, sneaker, game-worn? These shoes were worn by Bo Jackson. Yeah? $10,000. Yeah? I paid. T- what are you, effing retarded? So to sit there and go, oh, ladies and gentlemen, why we need to see these tax returns, let me explain to you. And then lay out all this conspiracy stuff. And the more the left does that, the more Rachel Maddow does that, guess what happens? The right gets fired up. Remember, and I'll, and I'll say this again, if you're an old listener, you're, you, yeah, Rob, we've heard before. If you're a new listener, oh, okay, all right, I get it. You have people on the left and you have people on the right. No matter what you tell somebody on the left, if they are hardened Democrats, they're still going to vote for a Democrat. Like Bill Maher once said, Hillary Clinton could have killed John Bonet, and he still would have voted for her over Donald Trump, and vice versa. Don't matter what the conservative, how could we be voting for someone who's not a conservative? Oh my God, and Donald Trump is a. Well, you know what the alternative was? Hillary Clinton. People weren't going, I'm a true conservative, so I'm going to vote for Evan McMillan. Yes, that's what I'm going to... People are like, you know what? I I hate Donald Trump. I hate him. I despise him. I hate everything about him. But you know what? He's still better than Hillary Clinton. So at the end of the day, those people on both sides... Just got harder with the Rachel Maddow. I've got tax returns. I've got tax returns. But those tweeners, those people that are like, you know, did I do the right thing? You know, I voted for Obama in 08 because I didn't want to feel racist and I wanted to purge myself of all the white guilt. I did it again in 2012, well, because I wasn't a real fan of Mitt Romney, and I couldn't tell my kid, well, this time uh, I, I voted uh, not for the first uh, black president, even though I didn't like him. So did I do the right thing? Is there really a, a media bias? What? That person... If they watched the Rachel Maddow episode or they're a casual 
political observer and they get their information from CNN or a newspaper, they're going to pick up the paper or tune into CNN tomorrow or their local news, and they're going to find out that Trump paid close to $38 million in taxes. And they're going to go, you know what, I did, I, I did make a good job. I'm totally good with my the, all those things of them saying Trump doesn't pay his taxes. He never paid his taxes. There's all this Russian money everywhere. And there's that, blah, 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 blah. So in the midst of Rachel Maddow and the left's just blind hatred, they got suckered in. They got suckered in to doing basically Geraldo Rivera and Al Capone's vault. Those of you who are too young, look it up sometime. Okay, just go Google. Geraldo Rivera... Al Capone's vault. And you'll see. For about a month, Geraldo Rivera hyped up this special. He found Al Capone's secret vault. It was a secret vault. And for a month, they ran commercials that they're going to break into this vault. And they got... Uh, guys with jackhammers and explosives and blah, 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 blah. And it was a live special. This is back in the day where they had these types of things. They had live David Copperfield shows making the Statue of Liberty disappear. It was wild TV back then. It was just everything. They had these live events. Evil Knievel jumping stuff. So... Here's this live event, Geraldo Rivera, Al Capone's vault. And at the end of the day, they bust open this vault, and the only thing that's in it is a dirty bottle. And Geraldo Rivera never recovered from Al Capone's vault. He will always be remembered as, well, he'll always be remembered as Al Capone's vault uh, getting a a chair uh, bashed against his face by a Ku Klux Klan member, and giving away uh, <laughs> the coordinates of where our military was uh, during uh, the Iraq war. But it was all downhill after Al Capone's vault. That's what led him on the course. And that's what Rachel Maddow did. This huge buildup, her and David Kay. Oligarchs, and then this, and then that, and they paid more than market value. And why would somebody do that? To say that they bought Donald Trump's house, stupid. Yeah, but he's his own billionaire, so? So what? Dummy. You know how many, you know how many just, you know how many, listen, Rachel Maddow, you know how many lesbians out there would pay thousands of dollars for your dirty, crusty panties. What? What? These are panties you could buy at a store for $20. Yeah, but they're your dirty, crusty panties, stupid. Ellen DeGeneres would, would buy your dirty... Rosie O'Donnell would wrap her whole head... In your dirty panties. Oh, this is... This is Rachel Maddow. 
But this was Al Capone's vault. The big buildup. And the big buildup was Trump paid <laughs> close to $38 million in taxes. And soon as she was doing that spiel, I told my girl, I said, man, I, I said, she's got, they got nothing. They got nothing. This is the, this, this whole buildup is, hey, we know we don't have nothing. And matter of fact, we're going to give you information that's going to make us look bad. But, hey, what if all of these things are there? Even Rachel Maddow goes, you know, there's a petition. A million people have signed this petition, and they want to see Donald Trump's tax return. This is a real movement. A million people? 120 million people voted, stupid. 120 million people voted. You're talking about one million. 60, what, 5 million liberal douchebags voted for Hillary Clinton? So 1 million out of the 65 signed a petition. What what are you talking about, a movement? What are you talking about? Then she shows, at this rally, there was protesters wanting Donald Trump. She shows a picture of eight people. Eight people. Eight people. So I knew when she was doing this buildup, it was all about, we have nothing. Matter of fact, we're going to give you information that's going to make Trump look good. But, but all of these things I just told you, all of these things could be in his tax returns. Yeah. On, on line 48. Payments to the Gambino family. Yep. Payments <laughs> payments to Vladimir Putin. Kind regards. Thank you for thank you. Thank you for uh the election. Loves and kisses. You know, it's just silly. Oh, but ties to banks. What are you talking about ties to bed? It doesn't matter. You're really stretching. You're really stretching. You, you are just so effing delusional to play this. Well, back in 05, what if you saw in 07, uh, there was a connection with business deal. So in 07, it was all about, hey, we're going to do business with you. Because we know in 2016, you become president of the United States. Are, are you kidding me? Are, seriously, are you kidding me? Just stop. Just stop. Just, just stop. Talking about somebody that was in business internationally. Well, you know... He had this one uh, uh, Trump hotel that was, uh, you know, in partners with this uh, Middle Eastern death dictator murder. Oh, okay. Like I said, when the right, when the right talks about 
any of this type of stuff. Man, when anybody on the right just even whispers, forget the whole, oh, Obama's a secret agent and, you know, a Manchurian candidate. Forget that. How about just just the just the utter the utter whiff of he's a Muslim? Ah, you racist! You ra- wait a minute. There's a lot of dots to connect, and it's nothing bad. I remember when Jonathan Capar. I watched Jonathan Capar on Chris Matthews one time go. So what if he's a Muslim? Huh? What? So what? Like he even said, okay. So what if he's a Muslim? So what? But you can't even you can't even do an episode of TV and go, all right. He was born in the United States, 100%. We're not saying he wasn't. Here's what we want to explore. Was Barack Hussein Obama a Muslim? Was he, was he was he born into that religion? Was it a religion that he was raised in? And over time, he converted to Christianity because, hell, Barry likes to smoke weed, do a little coke, not live the life of a Muslim. Man, you can't even explore the conspiracy wacko. You're a nut job. You're a freakzoid. And here's Rachel Maddow. For 25 minutes, and this, and this person bought this hotel, and what does this mean? And, and they're pulling the strings, and 15 years later, they predicted Donald Trump would be the president of the United States, and what? Yeah. Yeah. So the Russians, 15 years ago, predicted <laughs> Donald Trump would run uh, for president and win, but yet... Every political genius, every political mastermind, from the Carl Roves to the David Frums to the George Wills to the David Axelrods, all said Donald Trump has zero chance. He will never win a primary and should, uh, by the grace of God, he wins a primary, he'll never win enough. To get the nomination. And let's just say. We're in an alternate universe. And he wins the nomination. He will never beat Hillary Clinton. That's what they said. But yet the Russians back in. 02. 03. Were like. You know what Donald Trump. We're going to give you. Billions of dollars. Because we think. 15 years from now, you will be the president of the United States. And then you will owe us. And here's some girls to pee pee on each other. Stop it. Stop it. Just stop. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. But because... Democrats control the media. Media controls the Democrats. All of these things are facts. So the average person, the non-political junkie, the average person that just 
gets their information from, uh, you know, NBC News or CNN. They hear what the left, they hear what the media puts out there and they go, oh, yeah, totally makes sense. Yes, totally makes sense. It's like Russian hacking. They hacked the election. Uh-huh, they hacked the election. Yes, they, they changed the votes. What are you, are you retarded? What are you to- who, who told you that? Well, that's, that's what the media is saying. The media is saying, yes, the media is saying they, they, they hacked the election. They hacked the election. Uh, okay. So these people listened to 20 minutes of Rachel Maddow talking about uh, oligarchs paying above market value. She even said they paid above market value when the housing market was, was in a free fall. <gasps> See? You know, I'm eating dinner. I'm in the green room. I'm eating dinner. And I'm like, she's got nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. This is, this is, they got worked. They got worked. And they got worked. Got worked. Those of you who don't know what worked means, uh, played. It means played. It was fooled. They got scammed. And, <laughs> And and even that David K. Johnson, he even said, "Oh, you know, uh, when when she when Rachel said, well, how did you get these things?'" And he goes, "Well, they just showed up, you know. We just got them, and I I, I gotta say, uh, uh, uh Trump could have gave it to us himself." He even said, "Hmm, it, it's." <laughs> It's it's almost like they 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 got the information and they got so excited, like they got so excited. It's kind of like those of you who are new, you might be offended by what I'm about to say, but uh, I'm gonna say it anyways. It's kind of like you're having sex with your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your uh, transgender partner. Whatever. Or maybe you're just having sex with yourself. And you're real horny. And you do some things, okay, that are horrible. They're horrible. They're, they're, they're just horrible. But at the moment, it's awesome. It's, it's phenomenal. It is the most beautiful thing in the world. Orgasm. It's even beyond phenomenal. And then after you catch your breath, kind of get your faculties a little, and then you realize what you just did, and now you're disgusted with yourself. You're ashamed of yourself. You can't believe what you just did. And you wish you could just just put back all that lust. You, you wish, you wish you it just, you just, and and you maybe you go to the bathroom and, and you run the the scalding hot water, and you get like a metal Brillo pad brush and you just you scrub your body, you know if you're a guy you scrub your your junk until like the skin comes 
<laughs> That's what it was like tonight with them. They got this. They got so excited. That, you know, Rachel Maddow, she's tweeting it. Trump's tax returns. Trump's tax returns. Trump's tax returns. Blah, 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 blah. And oh, 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 they're, they're, they're just orgasming on themselves. And then once that, that orgasm's gone and they're already, they're already into it. Like they're already, they're already tweeted. They've already got uh, David K. Johnson there. They got uh, uh, the liberal douchebag Chris Hayes. I mean, they're, everybody's there. And then it kind of sets in and they're like, you know, Jesus Christ, we're going to present the fact that Donald Trump paid almost $40 million in taxes. Oh, Christ. What the hell just happened? And then David Kay went, I think we got played. I, I, uh, you know, I think, I think maybe they, they sent us this stuff. Oh, oh, I think this is what happened that last time. Oh, and now they're regretting. What just happened? Because the story is Trump paid close to $40 million in taxes. The story's not what if that tax provision wasn't there. What if it wasn't there, he would have only paid five million. People aren't hearing that. People are hearing close to $40 million paid in taxes. They're hearing 28%. They're hearing that's more than Apple. That's more than NBC. That's more than about 20 companies. That's more than Ford. That's more than General. That's more than these companies that are out there now. And Trump paid more taxes than them. Remember, Trump's not a Mitt Romney. He's not just some guy that made money. By shuffling paper. He's a guy that built buildings and took chances, took risks. Sat there with a bunch of other billionaires and went, hey, let's compete against the NFL. And they went, oh, okay. And everybody went, you're nuts. You're crazy. And Trump and them went, no, we're going to do it. Well, what are you going to do it with? A bunch of. NFL rejects? No, we're going to get the guys right out of college and pay them more than the NFL would. You guys are crazy. Hey, we're going to take a shot. If it works, well, you can uh, write the history books. And they took a shot. Jim Kelly. Uh, uh, what, what, Jesus, uh, the, the, the list goes on. Steve Young. This is a guy that's employed thousands and thousands of people. And at the end of it all, the story is he paid 28% tax and close to $40 million. And that's the story tomorrow. That's the story tomorrow. It's not wiretapping. It's not, where's the evidence of the wiretapping? Uh-uh. Rachel Maddow got worked. NBC got worked. 
their blind hatred for Trump sucked them in. And the media gets sucked in all the time. They get sucked in all the time. That's why, that's why every day Hack Tapper does one of his Donald Trump. Every day, that's why the media is 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 the way they are, because they keep getting beat by Trump every day. Remember when he did the whole Obama was uh, was uh, was born here. Remember, you, you had camera after camera, network, they went live. They went live. Oh, Trump's going to do this. And then Trump brought out family members who were killed by illegals. So now you've got millions and millions and millions of people watching this going, oh, my God, look at all these families who are affected by illegals. Oh my God! And 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 these the, the liberals, all the liberals that I'm friends with, all say that illegals are just fun-loving, warm, fuzzy little people. They're just fuzzy. They 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 mean no harm. They just like to sell oranges on Sherman Way in Reseda. There's no bad illegals. No. Oh my God! Look at look that woman. She lost her son. They. They, they killed him and they burned him. Oh, and after about 25 minutes, Trump went, oh, and uh, Barack uh, Obama was born here uh, in the uh, United States in Hawaii. Good day. <laughs> and the media was like, what just happened? <laughs> what just happened? What just happened? You got played. You got worked. That's what happened. That's why it's, it's, it's funny to watch the media roll out, Trump's crazy. He he really is crazy. He he's we're, we've got psychologists. Really, you think he's crazy? Everything he does, everything they do, whether it's Steve Bannon or or Kellyanne, kind of, there's nothing crazy there. It's all strategic. They strategically do the things they do. I said in the beginning of the show, I'll say it again, and I've said it month after month. You're not a crazy retard, okay? You, 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 you're not a crazy retard. You, you, you're, you can't be a crazy retard other career politicians in the Republican Party and then beat a political dynasty in Hillary Clinton. You don't become some stumbling, mumbling, retard, crazy man. It just doesn't happen. What about when Trump did the press conference and, of course, the media had no idea. They were told one thing. They walk in the room. And there's Paula Jones. There's Juanita Broderick. And they were all forced to cover it. They were all forced. Oh, my God. And then what happened? They were all sitting there. Bill Clinton walks in and is like, oh, my God. And he wasn't thinking, oh, there's those women that, you know, (laughs) had sex with. He's like, God, look how ugly they are now. Jesus. 
But come on, man. If any of you think that the Trump tax return to Rachel Maddow and David Kay was a coincidence, you're out of your effing mind. You're out of your mind. It was a work. Trump planned it. End of story. All right, it's the Rob Zakari Show. Uh, you guys are, are pretty good, all right? You guys are pretty good. You guys are the best, and we're going to take a quick break. Maybe we'll come back to this. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. But uh, we're going to talk about Paul Ryan and the other work I think that's going on. That's really what I wanted to talk about. I didn't necessarily want to uh, talk about something different, but we kind of got forced into it because of the whole Rachel Maddow uh, bombshell. <laughs> but uh, we'll be right back. Here's uh, my favorite Hillary Clinton uh, hot sauce. Be right back. What's something that you always carry with you? Hot Just- sauce. Really? You, yeah. Yeah. Really? Are you getting information right now? <laughs> hot sauce. Hot sauce wow. in my bag, Swag? Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Now, yes. listen, I just want you to know, people are going to see this and say, okay, she's pandering to black people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it working? Yeah. <laughs> okay. not, no, oh. seriously. Hot sauce. I've been, I've been eating a lot of hot sauce. A lot of... Uh, Raw peppers and hot sauce. That's why you're coughing. You right. might need to slow down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a rebellion against it uh, because I think it keeps my immune system strong. Oh. I really do. I think hot sauce is good for you. She thinks hot sauce is good for you. Hillary Clinton. She thinks hot sauce is good for you. She's not pandering to black people. Damn it. She's not pandering to black people. Not what she was doing. All right, let's talk about oh, Paul Ryan real quick, okay? Let's let's talk about Paul Ryan. Now, listen. Here's a theory I have. Don't know if the theory's correct. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But I'm gonna throw this at you guys. So, yesterday we talked about the whole um, controversy with the uh, Paul Ryan tax uh, bill. Now, I said yesterday we weren't going to break it down and get into a whole big discussion about it because it's not done. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not done. There's still markups that are going to go down. Uh, if it gets to the Senate, they're going to play with it. Trump still has to get more of his little stubby fingers on it. And I just broke down the whole concept. And I just touched two quick things. One, uh, the fact that uh, we keep being told 25 million people are losing their insurance. 25 million people are losing their insurance. 25 million people are losing their insurance. And that's, that's bogus. As liberals like to say, uh, that's debunked. And people like me have debunked it a hundred times. If you um, don't force people to buy insurance, you're going to have millions and millions and millions of people who decide, huh, I'm not going to buy it anymore. 
So when you hear the figure of 25 million people are going to lose coverage, they're not going to lose coverage. It's not the case. Somebody is not forced to buy something that shouldn't get factored in to one losing something. So we, we broke that down a little yesterday. That, like I said, I didn't want to go through the whole health bill and, and get bogged down in a bunch of details because it's not done. And the other, uh, the other issue that we keep hearing people talk about healthcare, 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 people who can afford healthcare. Everybody gets healthcare. If you cannot afford healthcare and you qualify for Medicaid or out here in California, Medi-Cal, you get healthcare. Now, is it, I could go to any doctor I want. I can go to Cedar sinai I, I could go to the best of the best. No. You go to the doctor that accepts Medi-Cal. Well, guess what? If you're getting something for free, you can't bitch and whine about it. Somebody's going to give you a free car and they give you a, a, a 1999 Toyota. You can't go, what? I want that. What do you mean you want that? That's a 2016 Mercedes-Benz. I want that. Hey, jerk off. I'm giving you a car. Yeah, and I want that. You don't get that. You get this. Stupid. So if you can't afford insurance, as you hear low income, low income, low income, if you are in that range of low income, you get Medicare. Technically, ladies and gentlemen, everybody in the United States has insurance. If you break your arm and you go to the hospital, they fix you up. They give you a bill. And if you can't pay the bill, you don't pay the bill. There's urgent care clinics all over the place. And let's not forget Planned Parenthood. If you're a woman, hey, according to the left, they do mammograms. Any woman could walk into a Planned Parenthood and get a checkup, get a pap smear. It costs like 10 bucks, 15 bucks, huh? The thing that Americans don't have is being able to have Cedar Sinai and the best of the best. But that's not how we work in this country. We're not a communist country where everybody gets equal. It's not how it is. Sorry. I know those of you on the left want it to be. So that's what we broke down yesterday, and that was it. So we got off the air. I got on the treadmill, or I do the thing where it's like you go up and down on the feet, and you move the arms back and forth like you're skiing. I like that thing. It makes me sweat more. So I'm on that, and I'm thinking to myself, right now, this bill has got a ton of opposition. You got people in, in, in the Freedom Caucus, the hardcore conservatives, against it. 
you got people in the Senate, Rand Paul, against it. You got uh, Mike Lee against it. And you got people like Lindsey Graham, who haven't necessarily said they're for or against, but they have said X amount of millions of people losing their coverage is deeply troubling. So just from the outside, just from the outside, you're looking at a bill that's really dead on arrival. And then you have to go, why would Trump support this bill? Why would Trump get behind a bill that is 100% a loser? Why? Makes no sense. And like I said in the beginning of the show, even the whole lines, the lines, Trump's favorite thing in the campaign, lines, lines, compassion, get, get, the, get the competitive line, 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 line. So I said, okay, this doesn't make sense. Let's, let's look at this from a different aspect. Let's not sit here and, and break it down and go, oh, this is an entitlement program and this is a better, better. No, 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 no. Let, let's look at the bigger picture because something else is going on. Trump and his team have been too smart and cunning. They've been too smart and cunning to get behind a bill that everybody, and then I remembered the enemies list. Remember how the left made such a big deal out of Amorosa saying, oh, we've got a list. We've got a list of enemies. We've got a list. And then I thought to myself, you know, Trump never forgets. He never forgets. That slob, Ross Dunruff. And I know I'm saying his last name wrong. But that guy tells a story of Trump sending him letters every year, mocking him. There's so many stories of Trump basically doing the paybacks a bitch thing. And then you've got those stories, uh, folklore, that at the correspondence dinner many years ago, when Obama torched Trump, that was the moment that Trump was going to run for president and really run and win. So you think of all of that, and then last night, Breitbart, and I know us on the right are supposed to have the talking point of, well, uh, Bannon's not there anymore, 
is totally independent. Listen, wink, wink, nod, nod. If you have people with CNN and you have people with NBC, you have people at MSNBC, all being in cahoots with Democrats to the point where MSNBC's paying or did pay Chelsea Clinton half a million dollars to do nothing. I mean, we could break down all of this stuff and go line by line, point by point. Oh, you know what? We don't got enough time in the show. And that's not what the segment necessarily is about. But if NBC and ABC and CBS, I mean, ABC, you got George Stephanopoulos, who basically runs the news division, the political aspect of ABC. I mean, he was the Clinton worker. Clinton, I mean, you remember that Times cover? And it's got Bill Clinton on the cover, and it talks about Whitewater, and there's George Stephanopoulos in the background talking about how they have to cover and all them, please. So, guess what? Steve Bannon uh, still has um, some tentacles on Breitbart. That's all I'm going to say. So, last night, Breitbart puts out the audio of Paul Ryan saying he's not going to support Donald Trump. Now, this is back in October, and it was after the whole Access Hollywood tapes surfaced. But it was Paul Ryan talking to a bunch of, uh, you know, congressmen, congresswomen, saying, I'm not going to support Trump now. I'm not going to support him ever. You guys got to do what you got to do, blah, 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 blah. So last night, that comes out, and then I thought to myself, this is all a work. They are working, Paul Ryan. They are creating a situation where Paul Ryan is the bad guy. Where everybody dumps on this bill. And I mean everybody. Democrats, Republicans, radio show hosts, website, everybody dumps on Paul Ryan and this bill. And I mean dumps. Which sets up Donald Trump to having a press conference, a major press conference, where he says, after hearing both sides, after careful consideration... 
He is putting forth plan and a new idea. As far as he's concerned, the Paul Ryan health plan is no good. It's bad. And if it, by a stroke of luck, through the House and gets through the Senate, it will never be signed by him. Which now, Trump looks like the good guy. Looks like the smart one. Trump looks like the one who's taken all these different perspectives and decided that they have to do a new bill. Which in turn completely and utterly hangs Paul Ryan out to dry. And not just out to dry, like swinging in the wind out to dry, but Paul Ryan loses the speakership. Paul Ryan gets a little payback. Why should Paul Ryan still be in the position he's in when he dumped all over Trump. And people that are poor Ryan could say, yeah, but eventually, you know, he came around. No, he didn't. He didn't come around. He campaigned with Mike Pence. He never campaigned with Trump. He always kept Trump at an arm's distance. Just like Trump is doing with this bill. And why the bill is basically being called Ryan Care. It's not Trump care. This is Ryan care. This is Paul Ryan's bill. And if you're Speaker of the House, and I know what some of you are saying, oh, come on, you really think this will cost Paul Ryan's speakership? Listen, if you're the Speaker of the House, okay, remember past Speakers of the House. With the exception of Boehner, because I think Boehner was pretty ineffective. As much as we don't like Nancy Pelosi, when Nancy Pelosi was Speaker of the House, they got some things done. Or at least she kept her people in line. Newt Gingrich, same thing.
Tom DeLay, same thing. Speaker of the House, and you put your name behind legislation, you put your name behind a bill, and you're the one that's hitting the airwaves, talking up the bill. You're the one that's doing a press conference, like a whole five-point power presentation. If you're that person and you don't have support from other members of the House, you don't have support from members of the Senate and the President of the United States is keeping you at a arm's distance and and Talk radio, TV, internet is against what you're trying to sell. You are a failure as a Speaker of the House. How do you go forward? How do you go forward with any bill? Any legislation. You can't. It's impossible. You're done. Worked Paul Ryan. Trump worked allies of Paul Ryan. Steve Bannon doesn't like Paul Ryan. Steve Bannon's never liked Paul Ryan. The majority of the people that are in the places that they're in that have come from the establishment, Steve Bannon doesn't like. He doesn't like Rents Priebus. Absolutely despises Rents Priebus. Trump never forgets. So last night when I'm on that treadmill... It like hit me like a lightning bolt. Just hit me like a lightning bolt. Why would Trump get behind something that could hurt him going forward? Why would he get behind something that so many people are against? And not just the left. And why would he get behind something that is so easily passable? Remember, this is reconciliation. The stuff that they're doing doesn't require 60 votes. So it's not that hard to do some things that will get people... To be okay. It made no sense. And that's why I said it only makes sense if the name of the game is to bury Paul 
Ryan. The name of the game is to destroy Paul Ryan for not being loyal. Then, yeah, everything that's happening makes sense. 100%. And mark my words, Paul Ryan, not only, not only will his bill fail, but Paul Ryan will no longer be Speaker of the House. Bet it. Take it to the bank. He will have gotten trumped. Telling you, I'll say it again. You don't become president as an outsider and beat 16 other established, experienced, and well-funded Republicans in a primary with half their money. You don't beat Hillary Clinton in a general with half the money and the entire media world if you're stupid, retarded, and everything that happens is just luck. Trump is a businessman. You don't become a successful businessman without being ruthless. And the position that Steve Bannon is in is a position he's been building for, waiting for his entire life. You want to talk about Machiavelli. You want to talk about the art of war. Steve Bannon and Donald Trump are doing every single day. Mark my words. Paul Ryan is soon to be gone. Paul Ryan will be no more. This was a way, Paul Ryan, to bury himself. And that's exactly what's happening. Because you don't have a Speaker of the House fail miserably with his own bill. And then stay on as Speaker of the House, trying to get future bills through. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Absolutely, unequivocally, does not happen. So there's my theory. Now, I could be wrong. The Rob Zakari and the Rob Zakari Show theory could be completely wrong. Could We could be way off base. And at the end of the day, Republicans are going to line up. They'll all vote for it. 
Republicans in the Senate will all vote for it, and Trump will sign it as is. But I'm telling you, this was a big work on Paul Ryan. He's being set up because Trump will never forget Paul Ryan leaving him out to dry. It's Rob Zagari. It's Rob Zagari. We'll be right back after these, and I mean these, real quick words. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. That is Baked Alaska. Yes, that's Baked Alaska. Um, Build the wall. Yes, build the wall. (sighs) Did you see this story? It was on, uh, what the hell was it on? Whatever sports. Uh, I don't know what sports thing this is. Turn, oh, I think it's oh Bleacher Report. Did you guys see this? I'm like, come on. L- listen to this. This is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. You're just. This is crazy. Okay, Boa Esperate, a Brazilian second division team has signed goalkeeper Bruno Fernandes de Souza following his release from prison. Now get this. Are you ready? Are you ready? Huh. And you listen, and, and here in America, we're, we're, we get a little emotional about Ray Rice giving his girlfriend a little smack. We hear America. Oh, wait, wait. I know you're like, Rob, that's not something to laugh about. When I tell you, when I tell you what this guy did, you're going to say, okay, yeah, I guess, I guess uh, here in America, we overreact. So, Boa Esperat killed his girlfriend. He, ki- 
yes. Okay, Rob, what's that? Okay, all right. A lot of, uh, a lot of people kill their girlfriends. They kill their wives. Okay. But after he killed her, he fed her to his dogs. I kid you not. Boa Esperat. Okay. From Brazil. Killed his girlfriend and then fed her body to his dogs. Just released from jail last month, having served seven years of what was initially a 22-year sentence for assault, torture, and murder. The 32-year-old has since agreed to a two-year contract with this new Brazilian soccer team. The decision to recruit the convicted murderer has been met with anger in Brazil. You think? You you think? You think? You think it's a little anger? Like I said, here in America, we're a little upset at Ray Rice for smacking his girl and dragging her lifeless body out of an elevator. At least he didn't kill her and feed her to his dogs. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm not saying all, I'm not saying all people from Brazil that come to the United States will do this, but, you know, <sighs> you know I'm just saying. Gotta be, listen. You gotta be a sick, demented. Uh, kill your girlfriend and feed her to your dog. And what kind of what kind of dogs do you got? What kind of dogs? I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, The decision to recruit the convicted murderer has been met with anger in Brazil. The family of the victim, Elisa Samundia, and groups protesting violence against women are said to have expressed their outrage. Hmm. In addition, it's noted that three sponsors of Boa Esperada, Cardio Center, Nutrients Nutrition, and Masal have ended their partnerships with the club. While the team's official website has also been hacked, what I'd like to know is who are the sponsors that stayed? So, like, these are just the three sponsors that left. Who are the sponsors that stayed? Like, who are the people that were like, you know what? So what? He killed his girlfriend and fed her to his dogs. Come on. Haven't you heard of Ray Rice? Haven't you heard of... Come on, Adrian Peter. Like somehow, there's Brazilian sponsors who who are 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 equivocating. They're like bringing up other instances of guys doing really bad stuff to women, and saying, "Well, come on, look, look." 
As noted in the report, Sumdito disappeared in 2010, having sued Bruno over support of their child. The goalkeeper was said to be close to moving to AC Milan at the time and was concerned the suit could hinder a transfer. The court heard how he conspired with friends who tortured and strangled the model, then disposed of the body by feeding it to the footballer's Rottweilers. Bruno has admitted uh, his role uh, in the plot. Having been charged in July 10th, Bruno was eventually sentenced to 22-year term in March 2017. He was released from his imprisonment in February, having secured a heaviest corpus. Uh, Bruno was a highly rated goalkeeper before his arrest in 2010, captaining Brazilian Giants Flamingo at the time. Well, he also is good at killing women and feeding them to dogs. The plight of women in Brazil have been highlighted by some football clubs recently. As noted by The Guardian, top flight side Cruzulio wore customized shirts during a Brazilian Cup match this month that included messages such as a rape every 11 minutes and salaries 30% lower in an attempt to raise awareness. Hmm. Interesting. So, (laughs) the next time, the next time, you're like, that Ray Rice, just think of Bruno Boa Esperat. Because remember, again, this isn't just some third world country. This is Brazilian soccer. I mean, this soccer team would play an American soccer team. I mean, legit, this guy could be in the United States playing soccer against Americans. You always got to think of these things. It's like when you see the women, you know, bitching and moaning here in the United States. Oh, we got it so bad. We're so horrible. What? No, you no. No, you could get killed and fed to a dog like in Brazil, or you could live in Saudi Arabia, or you could live in Pakistan where you get acid thrown in your face because you want an education. Or because you want a divorce, a hole is dug. You're buried into that hole up to your neck, still alive, and then you're killed by people throwing rocks at your head. How's that? How's that? So don't tell me women got it bad in the United States. Don't tell me women got it bad. Women women got it all right here in the United States of America. Women don't got it good in Brazil. They don't got it good in Saudi Arabia. They don't got it good in Pakistan. They don't even have it good uh, in Germany or, or, or Sweden. Where these, these, these migrants, like raping women in the street. Assaulting women in the street. So, calm down a little, guys. <laughs> calm down, okay? Just calm down. Just calm down. Could be worse. <laughs> Could be worse. Just relax. That's a hell of a story, though. 
It's like, wow. Jesus. It's insane. It's insane. Now, rather, it's uh, Joe Scarborough, who, again, we're not going to be able to know if, uh, if I'm right for another three, four years, but I still say he's going to try to run for president of the United States. He, he's going to be running on the left. I just I'd tell you that. I'm, 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 you'll see. Okay? You'll see. Trust me. You will see. So rather it's Scarborough or it's uh, Washington Post. For these guys uh, to, um, man, they, I, you know, to talk about the deep state as if it's some conspiracy theory. It's some figment of the rights imagination or not so much the right but the fringe right is pretty wild and when you read these articles in the Washington Post or some other magazines newspapers talking about this is just a figment of an imagination and these leaks and the people bureaucrats that are doing what they're doing out of sheer patriotism they're just good patriots it's pretty disingenuous And to say that's not, to say Obama living right around the corner from the White House in an 8,000 square foot mansion and Valerie Jarrett moving in is just some type of coincidence. And anybody on the right or the fringe right that says it's like a command center for the resistance is a whack job just shows you how the media and even establishment types like Joe Scarborough are trying to push back. the deep state talk. Because if they don't push back the deep state talk, then they can't continue to do what they've been doing. And purges 
and firings and prosecutions are going to keep coming and or come. Crazy to see this pushback now, like real pushback to the sense of, oh, all of you people talking about deep state are crazy. Oh, never mind Obama and Valerie Jarrett set up in a mansion down the street from the White House. Ah, coincidence. Never mind that an Obama super PAC changed its name and is basically operating as part of the resistance. Ah, never mind that these town hall protests and protests in general have all been linked to affiliates of the Obama administration or the Obama campaign. Nah. It's like all this stuff does exist. These aren't deep state conspiracy theories. And you can't say, oh, well, the people that are uh, leaking transcripts of Trump having a conversation with this foreign leader is nothing more than that person being a patriot. No, it's not. It's nothing to do with being a patriot. These are career and I mean career. I mean, you remember the Washington Post article where it had the CIA uh, employee, the guy who said, oh, well, you know, I've worked for this administration, I've worked for that administration, and the Trump administration is just too far. I just, he's horrible, and he's bad, so I had to resign, and look, that's how bad Trump... And then we later find out that the guy gave thousands and thousands of dollars to Hillary Clinton's campaign along with the DNC. You are being bamboozled by the media and by the establishment, regardless if they're Republican or Democrat, to think deep state is a conspiracy, Alex Jones, whack fast. Like I brought the analogy to life a week or so ago. If you've been working at a company for eight years, and you love that company, and you love the boss, and you love everybody that you work with. You love the supervisors. You love the product you're putting out. You love the messaging. You love the promotion. And then all of a sudden, there's a shift. All of a sudden, there's a new CEO. There's new marketing. There's new products. Everything is new. Everything is new. And everything that is new, you are against. A, how do you stay working there? Like, how does your conscience let you stay there? And B, if you do stay there, how do you not work against everything 
that is going on. And you can't say, oh, well, they're career civil servants. Politics doesn't come into play. That's BS. That's, that, that's complete BS. If you have a Democrat president and all the people associated with that president are Democrats, and not just an average old school Democrat like liberal, bleeding heart, Bernie Sanders, communist Democrat. You know, everybody, every, you know, white people hate black people. Uh, white lash, you know, the, the whole Van Jones vibe. How are you going to tell me that your hires are going to be people that don't agree with everything you believe in? And I'm not talking about having disagreements on how you get there. You can have disagreements on education, but ultimately you're on the same page You just have a disagreement of how you get there. You don't go and employ somebody that's opposite. If you're talking about, you know, uh, 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 voter registration and, 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 making it uh, you know, easier for people to vote and, and all of the things that go into the whole voter ID versus non-voter ID uh, argument. If you're somebody that's against voter ID, you're not going to hire somebody to work in your administration or work around you that's for voter ID. That's, it's, 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 it's asinine to think that. You're not going to bring somebody in to work for you or work in the administration that's against abortion. And I'm not talking about somebody's personal preference. I'm not talking about a Tim Kaine. I'm against abortion, but I'm talking about somebody that's like, I think abortion should be illegal. I think women and doctors should be punished. I, you're not going to bring that person in and... And, and work in your administration, and and vice versa. If you're a Republican, you're not gonna bring some person in that that you're just not. And you can't more opposite than Trump and Obama. You can't. It's impossible. There's an argument to be said that, you know, Trump or that uh, Obama and Bush were opposite. But there's also an argument to say that um, they were also similar, or at least as far as politics and establishment norms and things that you're supposed to do to keep the wheel of the government turning. Rather, it's, you know, the, the, the handouts and the bureaucracy and all of that. Trump is completely opposite. So how can you sit there and say, oh, there's no such thing as a deep state. There's no such thing as disgruntled bureaucrats. who if they're told the slightest 
the slightest, slightest, like the, a minuscule aspect of dirt or, or scandal or Trump walks around in a bathrobe. They're going to keep that to themselves and go, well, he's my president. And I must act according to my job. Get out of here. That's deep state. That's deep state. Can't tell me that the deep state doesn't exist. Can't. And the more you see people like Scarborough and other individuals writing articles and basically talking as if deep state is some wacky conspiracy buff. You know, like, it's just, oh, that's, those are tales of conspiracy theorists, tales of people who believe in chemtrails and 9-11 and inside job. That's wacky stuff. And the more you see these stories, the more you realize that they're a little uneasy. They're a little uneasy because they're being outed. And when there's a big old microscope, when there's a big old magnifying glass, you can't do the stuff that you were doing before. You can't cause havoc from within inside. You can't do deep state stuff. When there's a giant, and I mean giant, magnifying glass on you. Because now everybody in that administration is watching. Everybody in that administration is putting forth plans. To make sure they stop deep staters. Make sure they stop leaks from happening. Because at first, 100% it was a surprise. No matter how many horrible things people within the political world said about Trump, in a million years, I bet you, a million years. Trump and, and, and Bannon and the rest of them didn't think that there would be this much deep stating. Because that's not normally what happens. Normally what happens is everybody gets over their 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 ass whooping and falls in line. And if you're a career bureaucrat, you do your job. Unless somebody's telling you to kill somebody and feed you to a dog, you know, hey, I want you to kill that person and feed it to a dog. Unless somebody's doing that, you you just you just 
do what you got to do because you're a career bureaucrat. Because it normally doesn't matter if it's Bush, if it's Trump, if it's Obama. So Bannon and them, I think, actually believed, eh, once everybody kind of gets over it, you know, life goes on. In a million years, I don't think they actually thought there would be people embedded in the FBI, embedded in the CIA, embedded deep in the Justice Department, who would be actively trying to harm the administration. Sure, there was always a thought, but that's conspiracy stuff. And then when they seen it happening, they went, whoa, this is deep state stuff. This is like Egypt stuff. This is Turkey stuff. This stuff doesn't happen in the United States, but it is. And I think they had a plan from day one. They had a plan from day one. From day one, they had it planned. So, yeah, I think it's entertaining to watch them try to paint anybody who believes in the deep state as being a chemtrail, 9-11, truther, conspiracy kook pot. Just saying. Just say it. Rob's Carey, it's Rob's Carey Show. Let's take a, well, a mild quick break. Just a mild quick break, and then we'll, we'll uh, call it uh, a break or a quit or whatever the hell we're doing. So we'll be right back. Don't go away. Calm the F down for heaven's sakes. Yeah. We love our cops, our law enforcement. We love our military, they're important. We love our cops, our law enforcement. We love our military, they're important. And when I'm in the jam, when I'm in the jam, I know that I can call up the man, can call up the man with a plan. When I'm on the run, when I'm on the run. We are back. We are back. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Rob Scary, Rob Scary Show. 
It's funny uh, during the break. Because remember, we won't remember, duh. We do the show at night. So, instead of having all of that um, late night uh, drops, you know, when everybody wants to just drop all the the stuff uh, and then, uh, you know, let it ferment and then go into the morning. So, I was doing my scans. I got, uh, you know, I got the two computers here and then I got the, the email set up and then I get fed notes uh, uh, from the green room and the board over there and then there and blah, blah, blah. So uh, if you go to CNN, it's funny. Now, remember, CNN uh, has been getting their ass hammered. Like, they would get beat, regardless of what you see, hack tapper. Because remember, the way the, the, the ratings, you have your you know, overall viewers, but then you have the coveted 18 to 34 demographic. And then you, so, so they all cherry pick what, what they want to, um, you know, tweet out. Oh, we're number one time slot. We're number one with the demographics. We're number one with, so at the end of the day, CNN is getting their ass kicked all over the place. Like, just, they're just getting hammered. Okay? Hack tapper. And, and the funny thing is, why they're trying to, um, well, uh, we'll do another time. Because we'll, we'll have to get into the whole Jeff Zucker's a cuckold. And I, I, let's just get to this. So, CNN, you know, Dylan Byers, he was uh, over at Politico for a while. And then... Uh, he went over to CNN. He goes, Rachel Maddow's epic buildup to two pages from Trump's 2005 tax returns. MSNBC's Rachel Maddow tweeted up a major scoop about President Donald Trump's taxes on Tuesday night, only to end up disappointing many in the political media establishment with a repo overhyped. The big reveal, which Maddow did not get until after a lengthy monologue and a commercial break, showed that in 2005, Trump paid $38 million in federal income taxes on a reported income of $150 million. What did I say in the beginning of, this, uh, of, of the show today? Maddow and MSNBC got worked. They got worked. They got worked. They got worked into hyping up the fact that Donald Trump almost paid 30% in taxes. They got worked. By the time Maddow got around to sharing that information, it had already been supplied by the White House and published on the Daily Beast, where Johnson is a columnist. Even so, the document left the public with much more questions than answers. The, the decision to hype the scoop, Maddow first tweeted her all caps, BREAKING, alert at 7.36, disappointed many journalists who felt Maddow had undermined the legitimate inquiry into Trump's tax returns. It also disappointed Democrats, including Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign press secretary, Brian Fallon. Before Maddow's broadcast, Fallon retweeted the breaking news alert and called it the Holy Grail. Was the Holy Grail. After Maddow showed her hand, Fallon wrote, 
Dems should return focus to Trump care tomorrow and the millions that will leave unsured, not get distracted by two pages from 05 tax return. <laughs> what did I tell you? What did I tell you? Trump worked Rachel Maddow and MSNBC. They got worked. They got hustled. Finally, Maddow's handling of the tax returns gave the Trump White House and pro-Trump conservatives like Sean Hannity and Lauren Ingram an opening to mock NBC and the media for hysterical reporting. And they did so far for nearly an hour on Hannity's program on Fox News. Even CNBC took a dig at its sister network with the headline that read, Donald Trump just got a nice victory. Thanks of all people, Rachel Maddow. (laughs) I told you. If Maddow's report did anything to advance serious inquiry into Trump's taxes, it was by forcing the White House to demonstrate that it could disclose the president's tax information despite his refusal to do so on the grounds that he is under audit. The release of the top pages of Trump's 2005 tax return is a useful start, but is a drop in the disclosure bucket of what Trump owes the American people. Edward Kleinbaird, the Johnson Professor of Law. We're not talking about some collective prudent and interest in his private affairs here. Only complete returns can resolve the question swirling around his alleged financial obligations and sources of income, such as Russian oligarchs or other sovereign countries. The president can and should put these and similar issues to bed by releasing the entirety of his taxes. Overall, the story coming out of Tuesday night's broadcast was not much about Trump's tax returns as it was about the disappointment of Maddow handling of them. The only news out of this is that the White House can release the president's taxes despite what the campaign said. (laughs) Well, not for nothing, but that's not the news that came out of it, stupid. They just commented on the fact that Rachel Maddow said, we have the tax returns. And instead of creating a story out of a story, which, why do that? Trump said, yeah, that's my tax returns. Congratulations, you got my tax returns, which are being audited. Okay, that's it. And I'll confirm, yep, yep, I paid uh, $37 million or whatever the hell it is in taxes. Thirty-eight million, actually. So, good day. Good stuff, you guys. Good stuff. All right, listen. It's Rob Scary. It's Rob Scary show. We're out of here. Great show. You guys are the best. We'll see you tomorrow. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter. Uh, that's uh, the Rob Scary show. It's uh, at 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 Rob Scary show. Go there. Okay, go there, and you will love it. Okay. You will love it. And we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.